my god, Becky, look at her butt. And welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio program, where every Tuesday night from 9 to 10 p.m., we talk to lots of different fitness and health professionals on KineticHiFi.com. I'm Stephanie Keenan, and tonight we have Melissa Toller as our guest. And Melissa and I go back a few years. Um, Just a little brief history on us. We met through fitness. Uh, We both competed on the same team in fitness figure, that kind of stuff. Um, we only we lived about, I guess it was about 8 to 12 blocks away from each other on the same street in Philadelphia, which was really cool. We'd get together and do some workouts together. Um, and then I remember one night in particular, we had dinner and we sat down and we talked about doing fitness full time. I was a nuclear engineer before, then ended up working as a defense contractor. And Melissa was a pharmacist and um, she was a pharmacist at a pharmaceutical company. So both of us really loved fitness. We wanted to figure out how we could really live our passion. And Melissa has been doing this full time for just over a year now. So congratulations. I'm super excited for you. And um, so, so would you like to tell the listeners just a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Thank you, Stephanie. And I'm super happy to, to be here tonight. So um, as you said, we, we go way back and way back until a couple years, three, four years ago when I first started competing in fitness competitions, which honestly is where everything sort of came together for me with regard to my business and my philosophy and all that jazz. And so I'm really grateful for that experience, even though I, um, have kind of put competing on hold for a while. Um, it's really where all of my passion and excitement really derived from. So um, that's number one. Um, and so over those past few years, I have started to build a coaching business. It's sort of a wellness slash lifestyle slash life coaching business, which I'm really proud and happy about. And um, I, I'm sure we're going to get into this a little bit more, but my philosophy that has sort of evolved over the years, um, my years of competing, but also just my years as a woman in America, um, struggling with body image and diet for almost all of my life, like all of that has led me to the point where I am today and the message that I'm trying to get out into the world. Um, and right now that message is um, – Challenging the rules and regulations, if you will, that kind of govern um, the, the food that we eat, the way that we exercise, just the rules that I feel like keep people imprisoned. I think some women feel like they are really held hostage by rules of eat this, don't eat that, and do this, don't eat that, to all to lose weight. And in the midst of trying to follow those rules, I think a lot of us miss out on our true passion and purpose and calling in the world. That is beautiful. Yes. Um, we we share that in a big way. Um, you just articulated it in a much better way than I don't I think I've ever articulated it. Um, I, I love that. I've always loved that about you. You've always had a bigger picture or a, a broader picture of this whole life, um, fit life. So Melissa's mm. business is Curly Girl Fit Life and mine is SK Fit Life. So I, I love it. Like every time we get together in Philly, we take pictures and be like, oh, the Fit Life family. And that's 
that's that's what your brand really is. That's what your philosophy really is. That's how you coach women. Um, and I love that you say that too about getting away from these eat this, don't eat that, all of these little rules, um, which actually is some of those rules, it is disordered eating. It's not eating disorder, but it is disordered eating because Absolutely. the way that we're looking at food is not necessarily that healthy. So um, that's actually what I want to really cover first. Um, some of the big things that you see that you're really like anti, like me personally, like, you know, that whole philosophy, the whole calories in, calories out thing, I think is an over oversimplification of quote-unquote health and I think that it can actually cause a lot more damage than it does good so what are some things like that that you would love to to squash I guess (laughs) I think the biggest thing for me is the good food versus bad food mindset and you know we have so much information at our fingertips today with the internet and everything else and there's so much conversation about what's good for you and what's bad for you. And granted, there are foods that are rich in nutrients and then there are foods that are lacking nutrients. However, I don't think most people look at it like that. I think people look at food as if I'm eating good food, then that means I'm good. And if I'm eating bad food, then that means I'm bad or have something to be ashamed or guilty about. And I think that is one of the most difficult mindsets to break free from, at least with the clients that I work with, just in the words that they use, well, I didn't eat, I didn't have any cookies because I know it's not good for me. Like one cookie, two cookies, even three cookies is not going to kill you. But we have sort of been um, brainwashed, for lack of a better term, to believe that food has some moral standing and it absolutely doesn't food is food it's of course what you choose to do with it or don't do with it so the the good food versus bad food is is one of my biggest pet peeves and I, for my own purse for my own personal experience once i stopped thinking of food in categories of goodness and badness I was just able to enjoy food. There's nothing worse than having a quote-unquote bad food and feeling like crap the whole time you're eating it because it's bad. Like that just removes all the pleasure from food. Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest, one of life's (laughs) main pleasures. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, so ingrained in us. It's so primal. It's because it nourishes us. It keeps us alive. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's that emotional tie to the food. And I was the exact same way. Once I stopped having food guilt, and I say that, like, you know, if you, food guilt will add pounds to you way more than the actual bad food sometimes because you're like, oh, yes. I feel so guilty. And then what's the point? I mean, you, you know, you want to enjoy it and, and it's not just while you're eating it. You want to be okay with it after, too. I love that you brought that point up. Um, what are some of the other things? I know I've seen a lot more of your stuff on social media, um, especially recently. And I, I just listened to that interview you did with Amber. That was really great, too. So what's kind of your second pet peeve? Oh, I think um, the one, one of the other things that bother me is the fact that we believe or are led to believe that we can't trust our own bodies or intuition, like we can't trust ourselves to feed ourselves, which as I'm even saying, it sounds ridiculous. However, like that's sort of the belief that you can't trust yourself. So somebody has to tell you how much to eat, when to eat, what to eat. 
because the belief and the fear is that if you're left to your own devices, you will go hog wild crazy and gain a ton of weight. And that's just not true. What usually happens in those situations is people have been restricting for so long that when you feel like now I can trust myself to eat whatever I want, then um, a lot of times people start to binge as a result of restricting for so for such a long period of time. But ultimately, we're the most intelligent life form on the planet, and there's no reason <laughs> or sensible explanation to describe, like, we should be able to know how to feed ourselves. And so that's one thing I think that the diet industry has done is it has taken the power away from the person to the point where we don't even think we can eat. I, Correct. yeah, and I, that's... For a fitness professional to say that, it's you're the kind of fitness professional I like to work with because it's really easy for the diet industry slash fitness professional slash whoever else to just give their clients a meal guide and make their clients believe that they have to rely on that trainer, nutritionist, whatever. And I love that you are there to educate your clients. I do the same thing. My, you know, and I tell my, I tell my clients this, my goal at the end of, you know, these, these, for me, it's the 12 weeks um, initially, my goal is to teach you how to eat and how to trust yourself. And I love that you do that with and for your clients too. There are plenty of people out there that will charge you for a meal guy, a meal plan. And you know, that's and sure, I mean there's something based on that, but it's not teaching you anything. I love your teaching philosophy, your coaching philosophy, your coaching style, the services that you do with teaching that you can trust yourself and this is how you fuel your body. That's that is an excellent point. And let's do one more point and then we're gonna take a quick break. Sure. I think one of the other things that has really, um, <laughs> that, that is really, I mean, Stephanie, I have so many pet peeves to choose from. Yes, I'm trying I to pick the most. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think one of the things um, that I've been talking a lot about, and it goes to more of a, a deeper thing, like this whole thing, what we talk about, and I'm sure what you do with your clients goes beyond just fitness and food. It really is about their whole life. And so this, this last pet peeve of mine that I have with just the way the diet industry works and how it has been working is that it tells you or leads you to believe that you can't have what you truly want. And I'll give you a, a, just a food example. I mean, how many times have you been out to dinner with some girlfriends or other group of women and it's time for dessert and then people are like, you know, I really want the cheesecake, but I'm going to be good and I'm going to have the berries. Ooh, good. Uh, yeah, a good example on the... It's the, like, the, you the ca I can't words. have what I want. And on all of these things that I've talked about are, are very related to each other. It's, I want something and I can't have it. And what I'm finding um, in my own life and with clients is that that mentality spills over into other parts of your life as well, relationships, work, whatever. So it's, it's just the feeling of I can't have what I want because if I do get what I want, then I'm bad or wrong for it. Like mm -hmm. I'm bad if I have the cheesecake instead of the berries. And you just don't realize how pervasive that thinking becomes. But that, that was a revelation to me about a, a month or so ago. That is that's that's an excellent point. 
Um, and, you know, for most people, you tell me you can't have something, then that bratty inner child wants it even more. So it's of that. Of course. Yeah, it's that desire, right? Desire, yes. Mm, <laughs> Bring yeah. on the cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I see your posts on social media, and listeners, you got to follow Melissa. Um, I see your posts, and, you know, I think it's great because what you post is really what I do, too. And, um, you know, whenever you are out with that group of women, they automatically assume, oh, the fitness one isn't going to eat it. Well, no, I'm going to eat it, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it, and it's everything's going to be okay. So it's... um. Yeah, and and I love that you post your pancakes and you post you post oh, your yeah. pizza I mean, and, and your wine and yeah, you don't have to restrict all of that stuff. I mean, it does come down to choices, but you don't have to have a a fun free life. Um, yeah. So yeah, just a fit life. That's it. So we're gonna take a really quick break and we're gonna be right back. She said goodbye with a look in her eyes. Stop Chasing Skinny radio program, where every Tuesday night from 9 to 10 p.m., you can find us on kinetichifi.com, where we talk with all kinds of fitness experts and wellness professionals to really help you create your own picture of your own fit life. Um, we're tonight we're talking with Melissa Toller tonight. She's from Curly Girl Fit Life. Melissa and I go back to competition days together and being um, semi-neighbors, only about, I guess it was 12 blocks away from each other on South Street in Philadelphia. Um, so now we just, it's funny, we randomly fa- found each other in, um, where were we? In Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah. That (laughs) That was was so random. Um, Yeah, we were both there and we saw each other on the beach. So um, (laughs) that was that was really cool. I mean, what are the chances? So anyway, we're talking to Melissa tonight. Melissa does coaching services um, and she she has a very similar philosophy that I do. But, you know, I mean just even from this interview, her ability to articulate all of these things that we see on a regular basis, these things that I get kind of frustrated with as a fitness professional from the diet industry, um, we're covering some of those things. So we just went over the top three pet peeves that Melissa has. Um, she's She is super insightful and likes to connect all of the dots. So it's not just about food or exercise. It's all the other pieces of life. So that's kind of the next thing that I want to get into. Um, Could you help our listener kind of connect some of these other things? Like where where do you see, like when you have a client come to you, sometimes you may see that they're asking you for health and fitness advice, but really where else should they be looking in their lives? (laughs) <laughs> so that's a juicy, juicy question because um, I would say the top two things that come up with the clients I coach are um, significant other slash intimate relationships okay. and career slash job or business. Okay, Those are the two biggest areas where, you know, someone will sign on to work with me and, you know, I want to learn how to eat and, you know, they come to me to lose weight. But what starts to happen is we uncover dissatisfaction or 
within those two areas of their lives. And it allows people to see the connection between, um, you know, what they're eating, like on what they have on their actual plate and then what they have on their plate at work or within their family or with their significant other. I think that has been one of the biggest revelations to me over the past couple of years, and it's a major revelation to clients. And unfortunately, I've had some clients who came to me to lose weight and ended up um, considering separating from their significant others based on the information that um, came up. Yeah. So it's, it's powerful and it doesn't always end in a positive note, but it, but it, it, it's really a powerful, um, a powerful insight that people get. Yeah, well, and I think that, you know, I mean, maybe it doesn't seem like it's a, it's necessarily a positive note, but I couldn't imagine anything worse than living in a loveless relationship or, you know, continuing in a career that is unfulfilling. I mean, both of us have experienced, um, you know, the, especially the career stuff. um, And, and you're right. And I see that too. and, And kind of my philosophy on that is, sell them what they want and give them what they need. And it was the very same thing for me with my whole fitness journey. There was, and that's kind of where, you know, that between the running and just a lot of life things I had going on, life begins when you stop chasing skinny. I was trying to run away from a lot of things. I was trying to bury myself in my exercise. Um, some people do it by masking, uh, their, their feelings and their emotions with food. Um, yeah, you're right. And so that's that's so interesting you say that because once you once you fix those main areas of your life the other stuff falls into place pretty easily huh once you you get a few tools and you're like oh this is the formula (laughs) it totally does and (laughs) I've had I remember one client said well you know she this was at the end of our time together and she's like I I wanted to work with you to lose 20 pounds but so many more important things came up and I'm so glad we focused on that stuff and this was you know, a person who was struggling with their career and what to do. And it's easy and tempting to avoid going deep and to just, like you said, lose yourself and distract yourself with trying to get um, fit or trying to get quote unquote healthy. And all that stuff is just surface. And people have to be willing to go a little deeper because you're right. Once you go deeper and you uncover what that other stuff is like it just gets so much easier there's not all this stress about what to eat what not to eat it just you can take a a breather and enjoy life and food yeah yeah well and i think the the other challenge with fitness body um body composition food um the I think the other challenge with that is that when you're going through something, those are socially acceptable things to numb out with compared to drug and drugs and alcohol, maybe. So there are mm. lots of different addictions out there, drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, those addictions, those are, those are known to numb you out um, because of what they are by their nature. But I feel that it's kind of insidious with food and exercise and it can go either way. It can go, you know, lack of doing any of it or it can go hyper control of any of it. So do you see that too? Do you, do you experience that? Oh, absolutely. Where people go to one extreme or the other. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all in an attempt to avoid 
yeah, really getting to the the heart to, of the matter to avoid and to control, right? Because yes. if there's some areas that you can't control in your life, then um, then that will kind of present itself and in some of your choices like that. Um, so let's ask, uh, you read a lot, so do I. Um, let me ask for your top three books <laughs> when it comes to any of this stuff. Like I would say like Women, Food, and God is a big one mm. that puts mm-hmm. all of this together for somebody. Um, I'm a really big fan of Daniel Laporte, which I think you are as well. Um, what are some other books, philosophies, people that have helped you to really dive deeper into this and experience all of this? Yeah, so the the two that you mentioned, I'm absolutely in love with. I've, I've read Women, Food, and God. I actually gave it to the participants in a couple of my um, group programs earlier this year, and they loved it. I love Danielle Laporte, too, and just her whole philosophy on desire. And I'm exploring that topic with food, as I, I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, so I'm a like you, I am a personal development junkie, and like right now, I'm probably reading three or four books always. at one time. <laughs> so I'm always reading um, the Four Agreements because we just I need to be reminded of that stuff myself. Yes. Um, the other, the other book that I love is The Big Leap, and I started reading that for myself, and I think it's something that. Um, Everybody should read, but I have learned a lot to help oh, my clients Just... as well. Like I've had people come to me who are experiencing blocks in moving to another level in their business or career, and it's they kind of it's attached, not attached, but they come to me to talk about weight loss, but then we kind of uncover that they're afraid to go to the next level because they don't think they deserve it. Etc. So the Big Leap is one of those books that um, that has really helped me with that. Um, I think that's I, I can't. Remember. Oh, I'm also well. I was reading uh, The Alchemist as well. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the big leap has been on my um, on my list. A couple of people have talked about that, so that's been on my list. The Alchemist. You're absolutely right. Um, amazing book, um, The Four Agreements. Yes, that is a that's an annual read for me. <laughs> I know that's your thing, I, and I've seen you post about that for years. And I finally bought it. Oh, good. This summer, and um, I've read it a couple times, and I just refer to it, and it just helps me, you know, with my own. Uh, issues and experiences, but it's it's definitely something I pass along to my um, clients as well. That's great. Yeah, that's what a great gift to give a book. Um, yeah, that one's fantastic, and it's it's really how I solve a lot of problems in my life, um, and especially the don't take things personally one. <laughs> that is that's huge, huge. Actually, so listeners, uh, now that you're probably captive in your car, walking your dog, or cooking, or something like that, um, Melissa, would you go through the four agreements real quick, just so listeners have an idea. And I will say, too, that you can go onto YouTube and look for the four agreements and listen to it on YouTube, too, for free. So it's so funny (laughs) that you uh, mentioned don't take things personally, because that's the one that's the one I have to constantly go back to and read. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it would just be awesome if we all did that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't take things personally, it solves just about every single argument really I mean before it even happens sometimes it totally does so um, the agreements are um, be impeccable with your word which was 
um, awesome to read. Um, so wait, again, so let's don't take anything personally, yeah. which is majorly helpful. Um, I think the third one is, oh, don't make assumptions. Yep. And then the last one is always do your best. That, that's one I revisit quite a bit, too. Yeah, yeah. So the first one, I'm going to relate this to food for the listeners real quick, because that's what I, I, I piece things together as an engineer. That's what we do. <laughs> so the first one is being impeccable with your word. And that includes not talking poorly about anybody else and not talking poorly about yourself. So that would go to food guilt, right? So don't talk oh, badly yeah. about your food. So um, the second one, don't take things personally. If somebody offers you something, if they don't provide, you know, maybe a healthier option, um, you know, even if somebody is trying to sabotage you, it's not necessarily you. It's that they don't like change, maybe. Um, they're not comfortable with change. They don't feel good about themselves. It makes them feel worse about themselves to watch somebody that they know who is quote unquote like them actually making changes and progressing. Um, so the other one, is not to make assumptions and you know don't assume that somebody's trying to um to take away your success your um maybe they just don't know what to say to you you know so so don't mm-hmm. assume that they are that they're undermining you um and then the fourth one being to always do your best i get this all the time um that's why i have an advanced training qualifier because I have four days of training for advanced. I have three days of training for the regular. Sometimes people don't even get through the three days, but they're kicking themselves because they didn't complete all four days. So I need to make sure somebody is is completing those three days before they get to the fourth because sometimes they think, oh, I'm not doing my, you know, I, I failed, but as long as you did your best, you can't judge yourself, right? So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's great. That I'm so glad you brought that book up. That one's fantastic. Yeah. It's chock full of, I mean, it can be applied to everything, but I love how you just applied it to food. It just makes to- so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So I'm definitely putting the big leap on my list too. Um, and we're actually going to take a really quick break and then we're going to come back just for our final little segment. I want Melissa to talk about, um, what kind of coaching services she offers and where you can find her. So we'll be right back. heart. I think this would solve tons and tons of problems. The reason that I don't think a lot of people coach this way is because it does take more time to explain it this way. It's much easier just to give somebody a piece of paper and say, go do X, Y, and Z. But Melissa definitely takes it to the next level. She gets deeper into into the whys of, of life and of the food and um, and exercise. And once you do that, then it becomes simple and easy actually. Simple and easy. So, uh, Melissa, can you talk a little bit more about the coaching uh, that you offer and where people can find information for you? 
Certainly. So I do a lot of um, private one-on-one coaching right now. I have a 12-week program that I offer to people, and it's really focused on the things that we've talked about tonight, um, helping people, to helping women specifically change their mindset around food and help them to find out what works for them. So I have been offering that for the past year or so, and clients who go through that have some like remarkable revelations about themselves. So I, and I love to, to work personally with people one-on-one because you get to really help them dig deep into the stuff that's going on with them now and help them to, to get um, those things that are standing in their way to move those things to the side. Um, this other thing that I am, I just started and I'm really excited about is this thing called um, Break the Rules Dinner Club. And the idea is that we get a small group of women together, maybe eight or ten at a restaurant. Um, and so far I've done one here in Philadelphia. And we spend time going through, we talk about the rules that they feel like are holding them back from truly enjoying food and life. And we talk about how they can start to break those rules and rewrite rules for themselves. And the whole point of that is to have a great meal, have fun, connection, and to learn. Um, And so that's a new thing that I'm working on. I absolutely love it. And my dream is to take it around the, the country. That and, sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> so you I have, just I let have me know when you're ready soon. to come down here. <laughs> oh, I would love to. <laughs> love to. And so that's what I'm offering right now. You can find me at melissatoller.com. I write a, a weekly blog. And my goal is to really just give as much information, inspiration, motivation, whatever I can give. I share a lot of stories from my own personal life because – I am not by any means an expert on anything. I am, am just someone who is learning along the way and sharing those lessons with others. So I hope you come visit me at melissatoller.com. Yes, I can't say enough great things about Melissa. Um, she, The one-on-one coaching, you're right, you get really deep into it and um, – and I'm super excited about these dinners that you have. So really, let me know. <laughs> we'll set it up. We might have a few more than like eight to ten people. We might have to put That's a cap okay. on it. But um, yeah, we would love to host one down here. So you let me know when that works for you. And thank you so much for being on tonight. I encourage everybody to follow Melissa Toller on social media too. She posts amazing little tidbits of information that get into your head and start to... I, I don't like that. Well, it's reprogramming is what it is. Yeah, it's it is. And it, we need so, to be reprogrammed. I, really I had to do. reprogram and I'm sure you did too. That's the only way you are where you are right now. Absolutely. You are, you are, you are. <laughs> That's the only way you are where you are right now in your business and in your relationship with your body and your food. It's a total reprogramming. And in my relationship in life. Like that's, yeah. I mean, there's, you're right. It's work and intimate relationships those are the those are the biggies so we are hardwired for that stuff so if you ignore it it'll come back and bite you (laughs) it will it definitely will yeah well thank you so much melissa thank you stephanie it has been an absolute pleasure to be here tonight and uh chatting with you and your listeners yes thank you listeners we will talk to you again next week i hope you enjoyed